0: It's your voice and your vote. Daily in-depth coverage on Dave and Dujanovic.
1: Candidates for the 4th District for Congress facing off first and only time with a debate last night. You heard it here live on KSL News Radio. Incumbent Ben McAdams debating Burgess Owens over issues like the Affordable Care Act. Azul. As here will hear in a moment, much more.
2: Yes, we're talking to both candidates. We just talked to Burgess last segment. We're going to talk to the Congressman Ben McAdams right now uh, uh, in just a few minutes.
1: It is one of the closest races in the country. And we've been talking about that for a while. Um, Nonpartisan analyst, um, the Cook Political Report, says it is a toss-up right now. And last night was the only glimpse voters had of both candidates on the stage together.
2: Yeah, uh, one issue. They created a bit of tension in last night's debate. Systemic racism. This is Republican candidate Burgess Owens.
0: The most powerful thing that we have is our ability to communicate to each other, talk to each other, care for each other, and that, no one does it better than we do. So, no, there's not systemic racism, people.
1: And then Democratic candidate Ben McAdams said this. I hear
0: from people across our community who feel uh, that doors aren't open to them, that they may try as, as hard as they may try to, to get ahead, that they're, uh, they're not afforded the same opportunities.
2: Let's bring on Congressman Ben McAdams. Uh, how do you think last night's debate went?
0: You know, thank you, Dave and Debbie, for having me on. I think it was a, a, an exchange that uh, allowed the voters to see both candidates. And, and I think there were clear distinctions between us. So I hope that it, was, it gave the voters what they need to, to evaluate both of us and make a decision about how they're going to vote in this election. And they should be getting their ballots tomorrow or the next day here pretty soon. So this is, this is the time now for them to, to start making up their minds.
1: Representative McAdams, let's get to a couple of follow-up uh, questions that Dave and I had. Let's talk specifically about systemic racism. Does it exist? And if it does, where specifically do you think it exists?
0: You know, my point in the debate that I made last night was that we recognize that uh, not everybody has access to the same opportunities that that, uh, that others have. And we, we can do better. We've come such a long way as a country. We've overcome so much with the Civil Rights Act, and and uh, to to make up for uh, the mistakes of our past, with slavery and uh, and discrimination and segregation, we've come a long way, and we have a lot to be proud of. But but there is more to do, and we can do a better job of making sure that everybody has access to the opportunities that so many of us enjoy. And you know, I, I look at uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, who who called upon us to do better and to. To each and every one of us to take the responsibility to to heal the divide that still exists in this country and and i think we can do a better job and, and i'm committed personally to doing my part uh to making sure that uh, that we build understanding and we bring this country together and and, and some of the divisiveness that is, is tearing us apart
2: the affordable care act uh perhaps could be overturned by the Supreme Court shortly after the election. Uh, if reelected, what would you do in Congress to help protect uh, some of those uh, protections that the the ACA offers, perhaps, uh, you know, more specifically, pre-existing conditions?
0: Yeah, and this was a point I thought in the debate that was a real point of distinction. My opponent, Burgess Owens, uh, for over three years called for ending the law that protects people with pre-existing conditions. In fact, his website prominently called to ending the ending these protections for people with pre-existing conditions until three weeks ago when it mysteriously changed. And, uh, and now I'm not really sure what his position is, but I will tell you my position has been clear. And that is that we cannot end protection for people with pre-existing conditions, especially in a pandemic. Uh, we have to do more. And, uh, you know, uh, just simply saying that we want to support people with pre-existing conditions is not enough. There has to be healthcare policy is complicated. There has to be a policy and a law behind it. So I've been clear and consistent in my support for those protections. I've voted for legislation uh, to to protect people with pre-existing conditions and uh, including. Um, uh, it's House Resolution nine hundred and eighty six, Protecting Americans with Preexisting Conditions Act, and uh, and working to reduce healthcare premiums through HR fourteen twenty five that will help bring the co- down the cost of healthcare. And look, I, I understand we've got a long way to go to improve the a- access and quality and affordable affordability of, of healthcare. But certainly we should not be going backwards. We should be working together, Republicans and Democrats, to expand access to people who really need it, people who who are afraid. And, you know, Burgess Owens uh, talks about fear. But I'll tell you, I talk to people on a regular basis who are afraid, justifiably so, that they might lose their health care, lose access to medication that, that keeps them alive growing up. My uh, my mother had a, a, a chronic illness that that oftentimes forced our, our family to have some tough choices. My father was often unemployed, and so we were always afraid of losing access to health care. I remember my parents, I remember the power being shut off at our home and, and our home going into foreclosure proceedings, some really difficult times for our family. So I know what it's like to be afraid. Uh, of losing health care and what that might mean to somebody with a disease.
1: Representative McAdams, I want to take you back uh, 24 hours uh, to yesterday when Mary from Salt Lake City, one of our regular listeners, called the show to talk about the Affordable Care Act and how she actually got stung by it uh, during tax season with a $7,000 bill because her premiums that she was paying under ACA were all out of whack uh, during the previous year. Um, How... It almost sounded to us at some point during that discussion that it was the Unaffordable Care Act for people like Mary. Uh, How do you defend it when these premiums are costing so much money uh, for some uh, of our Utah Utah residents?
0: Uh, Look, I wasn't in Congress when the Affordable Care Act was passed, and I think we all know that it had some shortfalls and uh, and that's why uh, my position has been that recognize what's working about our healthcare system let's not throw it out entirely but let's look at those deficiencies to people like mary who who end up with the surprise medical bills or surprise tax bills as a as a result of, of a complicated uh, healthcare system and let's let's work to fix what's wrong with it but not go back in time and lose protections for people with pre-existing conditions. You know, hundreds of thousands of people today have access to health care in Utah that didn't have it. And so let's let's recognize that there are still serious deficiencies in our, our health care policies and laws in this country. And uh, it's time for us to put the partisanship aside, stop name calling and, and pointing fingers of blame. And we need to come together, Republicans and Democrats, to work with the president, whether that president is. Joe Biden or Donald Trump. We need to work together uh, and to put people ahead of party. This isn't about who gets blamed in an election. It's about people like Mary who really are struggling today and so many others who I hear about. I talked about a woman, Camille, or, uh, or others who, who are really struggling right now. And, uh, and it's about putting people first and, and stopping the partisan game and working to fix what's broken about our health care system but protecting what does work.
2: Do Americans need uh, another stimulus check, or is that just running up the tab?
0: Uh, Well, like I say, I think there are people who are really hurting, and so yes, there are are people who need it. Uh, I I don't need it. My family's doing fine. I think we need to focus it to those people who are really struggling right now through no fault of their own. Uh, But I'll tell you, I also worry a lot about the national debt and, and money we spend today. We have to pay for it, and it's going to come. There's going to be a day of reckoning, and so we should do what we need to do to get through this crisis right now, to To get to support to people who are really suffering and struggling and facing a lot of hardship right now. But this shouldn't be an excuse to, to just spend on everything. I actually voted against the most recent Democratic proposal because I did think it spent too much. I think that it was loaded down with partisan wish list items that that had nothing to do with COVID and the crisis in front of us. And so I voted against it. So I think I think there's a fine balance between throwing a life preserver to people, families, and small businesses that are really struggling right now, and uh, but not letting that be an excuse to just throw everything that people want to do on the government credit card and and uh, and not worry about paying for it today.
2: Throwing a life preserver, but maybe not building a boat. I think that sounds fair. Uh, Representative Congressman uh, Ben McAdams, thank you so much for joining us.